Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Hey, Adam here, The Roof Strategist, and welcome back to today's Lockdown Live, using competition and collaboration to drive your roofing sales. Now, right before we jump in, I want to hit two things. One, I got an email from two or three people this morning that said, hey, Adam, I just found your stuff. I've been watching your videos every day. Super pumped to hear it. Guys, if you're driving around in your truck, check out the podcast. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Uh, and uh, I'm there, all these episodes. They're a couple days behind, but they're all added as well. Um, and then once we get back to a normal posting cadence, uh, all that stuff will truck check out the podcast. And um, just a reminder to opt into the Roof Strategist Insiders. If you haven't already, you'll get notifications when these go live uh, and uh, copy my free ebook and all that jazz. So let's jump in. Without further ado, using competition to drive sales. Here's what you're going to learn. I'm going to jump right into the story. One is how to structure a healthy competition with your teammates. Now, you'll notice I said teammates. And if you got my email that I just sent out before this, you'll notice that I use the analogy of Michael Phelps. Now, I'm not a big swimming geek myself. Uh, in fact, swimming really doesn't do a whole lot for me. But I know that Michael Phelps is one of the most accomplished athletes in the entire world. And he swims a solo event. But he's a part of the U.S. Olympic team. And as a team, they compete, right? But he also competes individually. And there's team events like the relay, and then there's individual events. So you can do both. But ultimately, in order to win, in order to be on top, whether that's for yourself or for being the leader of your company in sales, you need healthy competition. If we take a look at um, I want to use Weight Watchers, for example, okay? And you're going to see how I'm going to tie Weight Watchers into roofing sales. Weight Watchers uses one of the most powerful tools ever to get change, okay? And that is a weekly physical weigh-in. You show up and you weigh in. It is black and white. Are you on track? Yes or no? Did you continually lose weight or did you gain weight? And they have, Weight Watchers has used this very simple accountability practice to make an average program. Guys, there's a million weight loss programs out there, but Weight Watchers is one of the most successful, the most widely known, and one of the most profitable so far as I know. And it's largely in part due to the accountability structure. So I'm going to talk about competition in two formats here. One is with yourself and two is through accountability. Now we're going to talk collaboration because this is one thing I think a lot of people overlook is collaboration as a team. So first let's talk about setting goals. Now in my email, I mentioned in the marketing battle pack, whether you, you can do this on your own if you want, but in the marketing battle pack, there's a productivity um, and uh, goal setting section, and there's an income goal plan. Okay. You can watch my other videos and in income goal planning. Now I want to ask you this. If you fill out that goal sheet, your income goal, which for most people is a hundred grand in this industry. Okay. People that have been in the industry, they're going to tick it up to 125 to 150 and then 200. And yes, you can do more, but those are typically the benchmarks I see. I want to get in. I want to make my first hundred thousand dollars. All right. And then what, then it's 125, 150, 200. But I want to ask you this. Let's say, and I don't know, I don't care if you're single, married, divorced, whatever. If you said to your partner, to your best friend, 
I'm going to make $100,000 a year this year. Okay. And then three months in, they say, are you going to do it? If you cannot definitively answer yes or no, you are failing. You will not get there. Okay. So let's just say it's a hundred because, and by the way, I'm going to jack up some math because I suck at math. So I might have to get my calculator out. How do you know if you're on track? Okay. On track. The answer is either yes or no. You should know this every freaking week that you are outselling. When you go through that process, you can reverse engineer plans. So you know what you need to sell every week to hit your income goals. Think of this as the Weight Watchers weigh-in. Okay, If I sit there and I needed eight sales for the month and it's the third week of the month and I have two, am I on track? Hell no, I'm not. But if it's week one and I hit a grand slam in a neighborhood and I had the one and done, knock, sign it, get the neighbors, and then in two weeks, I'm at 12, am I on track? Yes. Now, it doesn't mean lift your foot off the gas. But without regular monitoring, nothing will happen. The same thing goes, There's let's just use a 30-day uh, month, for example. Most every sales company and owners listen up. They'll say, hey, I want a monthly quota, right? So they're going to do a monthly quota. And for the month, you're going to need 10 sales. I'm just using random numbers here because it's easy. 10 sales, okay, per month. Can you see that? So it's day 28, day nine. Then it's 30, we do a check-in. Did you get your quota filled in? No, I made two sales. Well, oh, sh what are we gonna do? Sorry, I try to censor myself when I'm live here. What are we gonna do? Nothing you can do. If you check in on day 28, what are you gonna do? Nothing. Check in on this is weekly accountability, okay? I'm just going to write check-in because it's easier to write right now with the room I have. You need this weekly check-in, okay? Now, the best way to do it is to have someone else hold you accountable. It's very easy. I've made rules for myself all the time, right? Uh, whatever it is, diet, whether I wanted to go out and have a beer or not, okay? Whether I wanted to continue working that day or go on vacation, whether I reach my income goal, I check this stuff on a regular, this weekly check-in either with yourself, okay? Sorry, we're switching colors around. So that's going to be alone, which by the way, I think is the least effective. Super easy to be like, ah, you know what? A little sore from yesterday at the gym. I'm not going out there. I'll do it tomorrow. But if you paid a trainer and he is waiting at the gym for you to show up, you're going to go because you paid him. He's counting it. One of the companies I used to work with, or excuse me, one of the clients I used to work with, um, they said to me, Adam, I have a personal trainer at the gym. Do you know why? It has nothing to do with me needing information or advice on training or program. It is a simple fact that I get to the gym every single morning at 6 a.m. for an hour. And if I don't have that trainer who I paid waiting for me, I'm not going to go. I loved it. Okay. Great concept. So option one is alone. Not my favorite. Option two is a partner. This is where the collaboration piece comes in. Okay. A partner can be someone at your sales organization. Owners, this needs to be either you or a sales manager or a general manager. Weekly check-in, always progress checks. When I ran our sales uh, meetings, which we did every, I forget if it was Tuesdays or, Tuesdays or Thursdays, those T-days blend together because uh, we alter with both. In the morning, I started to check in with the team. Where are you at? What contingencies are signed? What's been approved? What's waiting in production? And uh, what kind of leads do you have out there that are open that you might close in the follow-up? We'd get a snapshot. We could have a very easy projection. What kind of cash is coming out? What kind of cash is going out for our production? We knew where we were at in sales volume. It was golden. So having that partner, okay? If you're a salesperson, your company doesn't own it, you got to create it yourself. No one's going to make you succeed except you, period. This is sales, okay? So get that partner. I loved doing it with the team, okay? So I created accountability partners. I'd encourage my guys 
uh, and, and few gals work together to have that weekly check-in. Mondays, we are driving in the truck. I like to do it Mondays because it gives you an opportunity to recap on the entire week and including the weekend. So have that accountability partner. All right, sales um, owners, excuse me, sales managers and owners do this in the weekly meeting or reach out personally. I would make contact. I took my guys and gals out to lunch. I'd meet with them one-on-one -on -one and I would go through all of their numbers to keep them on the gas. The other thing it does is it lets everybody know you're watching. When you're watching, pressure is a good thing. Okay. Are you going to play your best game of football in practice or when you're on, on the one yard line with uh, uh, your, your competing team with a three point lead and there's five seconds left in the game? When are you going to dig deepest right on that play? And we want that movement. We want to create that environment for us to succeed. All right. So there's the accountability piece again for owners, sales managers and independent salespeople. This is how you create competition. Just a weekly check in. Now. Method two is actual sales competitions. We ran these every single month and had bonuses for the year. In fact, we gave out a giant novelty check at that point, $10,000 for hitting a million in sales. We gave those out at our annual uh, um, holiday party. So sales contests, owners take note, have a sales contest every month, okay? Month and year for top. Competitions can be bragging rights. We kept a leaderboard, okay? So you'd see who's who's doing what, right? This is Adam. Look at that, I suck this week. This is Jim, this is Mike, okay? He's winning. So when those dis results are displayed, people have a stronger drive to compete. When we did this, our lowest, the first time we put this up on a board and a, pr and a proper leaderboard, our lowest producing salesman became number one like that. Competition is freaking powerful. Guys, we all want to win. Use that to your advantage. Create that competition. So again, leaderboards are powerful. They can simply be for bragging rights. They can be for financial incentives. We gave out, we did everything from financial bonuses, weekly bonuses, gift cards, gave out big screen TVs. The idea was to create something short to chase so you could have a win. Do it for yourself. I shared this story before. My competition, every Saturday, we, we work our face off in this industry. On Saturdays, I would say, if I can get out and sign two deals on Saturday, I'm taking, I literally had a to-go bag, to bag packed in the back of my truck, and I would take off, see friend, family, uh, go camping, whatever it was. But I did not do it until that time happened. So um, those sales contests are powerful. If you're an individual sales rep, and you want to start having these sales contests, just say, how do I do this? My company's not doing it. Do it with a partner and uh, maybe put a wager on it, right? Um, we had guys put skin in the game with each other. Now, um, I don't know what the laws are on, <laughs> on this type of wager gambling, but I'm sure you can get a buyer with a, with a friendly wager. And we had friendly wagers. And um, there's a guy that, we, that, that sold with us who loved doing this. He'd go around to people, 50 bucks, most sales this week. And they just did it on contingencies turned in. Then we did sales volume. So they'd go chase real big projects. So have that healthy competition. Now, um, last thing I want to hit. And by the way, owners, managers, put this to work. If you have my marketing battle pack, pop into that folder, the productivity and um, goal setting folder. It's in the email I sent out. I think that's the name of the folder. And inside you're gonna have that income goal plan. You're gonna fill that out so you have that metric and then reverse engineer your daily sales plan. All the documents are in that folder. If you haven't gotten my battle pack, you can check it out. There's a link in the description um, uh, below. And again, backed by 100% money back guarantee. I just got an email today by a guy named Gerard. And Gerard says, Adam, your uh, marketing battle pack is, and I forget the exact words. I wish I, I had it pulled up. 
and basically said, for what I paid, the value is insane in a nutshell. Um, loved it. So anyway, check it out. It's that and a whole bunch more. So let's get back to the collaboration piece. This is where so many people go wrong. Okay. And here's what I mean. I'll tell you another story on collaboration. Sales is a cutthroat world, right? I'm selling for myself. I'm not telling anyone I work with on my honey hole where I'm working, nothing. I'm a rogue assassin. I'm out there hitting it. Now let's talk about this. Let's talk about um, I'm going to use a military example and apologize if anyone's here and I butcher any facts, go for the message here. Let's say that I'm deploying a team of snipers. Those snipers all have independent missions, right? On their post of what they're watching, what their target is. But at the same time, they're doing recon. They're gathering information that can collectively serve the team. What this sniper's doing, this guy needs to know about, right? They have a critical solo mission, but they are part of the same unit as salespeople. On the battlefield, the roofing battlefield, as I call it, we are the same way. We are individual snipers on a mission, but we are bringing intel for the entire unit to learn from, to benefit from, to support each other, right? If this sniper is under attack, what's going to happen to the other three snipers? They're going to get over there and help out. Now, luckily, what we do in roofing sales on the roofing battlefield is nothing even remotely as grave. And uh, huge tip to hat, thank you to every one of the servicemen and women that might be watching, because I know that the companies that have flown out to me that I've been on site helping, a lot of them come from military background. So thank you for your service. Um, when it comes to collaboration, we need to work together. There are times that you'll be busy when you're smart from you know, watching the channel, doing this stuff, putting this stuff to work, seeing results. When you get busy, you've got a job going on over here, right? So here's a job, beautiful little house. But now you just got a, a lead from this one to this guy's coworker who lives. It's a 45 minute drive. All right. How in the world am I going to stop in here for production in here for the adjuster? What do I do? Okay. This will happen. Uh, what did I just say this was? Install? Yeah. And this one's the adjuster appointment. What takes priority in your mind? Now, I would love personally to work the install because I know I'm there and I'm going to hit every one of the neighbors, which means three sales potentially. I know I'm just counting this one, but look, you know what I mean? Two or three sales. Excuse the noise for a second, moving the mic. There we go. Three sales from that install. Whereas if I'm working the adjuster, that's one sale. Now I know you're going to say, hey, we get it approved and you knock doors, which you should. But install day, the visual appeal, that is so flipping powerful, guys. People's eyes are open much more so than this. So if it were me, I have a 45 minute decision to make that will be one and a half hours round trip. Okay. 1.5 hours. It's a lot of time to burn in the day. Do I run the adjuster or the install? I choose this. How do I handle this? I collaborate. I find someone on my team and I say, Hey, who's going to be over there? Who's going to be over there that might be able to run this adjuster for me? You know what you do? You do it on the gentleman way where you say, Hey guy, Hey gal, whatever it is. And you say, or the human way. I just, I, I, I know you've got a customer right next door nearby in the same neighborhood. I've just pointed 11 o'clock. Is there any way you can run it for me? I'll help you out later. You do a handshake, you help each other. Now, if you want to incentivize it, I've paid guys uh, when it was me. I'd say, hey, I'll give you 300 bucks for the adjust appointment if it gets approved. Okay. If it gets approved, boom, they have quick 300 bucks for them or better yet, some sort of commission share, some sort of kickback, collaboration. All right. You're on the same team because then the next time he needs something, you scratch his back. Now, there's a gentleman named Lonnie. Lonnie and I were kind of the two guys in our little office, our little uh, satellite office, and we both were greenhorns in the industry. We were both struggling together. It was our first year. Lonnie and I were pals. We helped each other out. Now, Lonnie runs a very successful roofing business in Ohio. And Lonnie and I just figured out, hey, 
we were working everywhere because we were running all the leads that came in and, and they were all over the place. And this is what we did. We just support each other. So the reason I bring up collaboration is even though you are independent on your pay and on your mission, excuse me, you help each other. Now, let me tell you this one too. Not only is it about support and helping in time of need like this, but what happens when I'm out on this adjuster appointment and I hear some great news and I say, hey, um, this insurance company, I'll refrain from names, is deciding to buy anything that looks like blank or if there's wind involved or X numbers of, of hits per square versus you know eight versus 10. That's Intel that's gonna help all of us. Or hey, guess what? This is what I did in our sales meetings, by the way, every time. I'd want people to share their victories. You know, I used this new trick at the door. I opened up a new neighborhood. I started a conversation. This was the script. Everything. And that's why on this channel, you're learning these things. Imagine having built a community of people on your team as an owner or sales manager, foster this environment, create it where they're like, hey, I had this win. Boom. Remember that analogy of the sniper? That's the intel that comes back to the table that the entire team can use to make more sales. And let me tell you this, salespeople, whether you're selling on your own, if you're an independent rep working for whoever, I know that wherever you sell to you in your mind doesn't really matter much. As long as you're paid, taken care of, which is being paid and respected and you're you're doing well, that's all that matters. But ultimately that company backing you, that is important because when someone sees yard sign staked, and a lot of them, that's why you see some of these larger storm chasing companies that will set up offices all over. They come in with a huge team of canvassers. They come in and dominate a market. They've never been in that market before, but like that, they are number one. And even though the, the local roofing company has been there for 30 years, they're going to struggle gaining uh, market traction because they're not used to knocking doors. So you get these teams that come in. Now all of a sudden they have the most brand recognition of anyone. So why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because what you do impacts everybody. When there's 20 yard signs smashed down a street and Lonnie, that other example, right when I went from sales and I very quickly escalated to our office manager, to regional manager, general, general manager, and then COO was basically um, in charge of the, the main overall operations, hiring, training, um, firing, production, comp plans, deploying offices, marketing collateral, all that stuff. When I started to work my way up, I helped Lonnie figure out how to open up a honey hole. We've came up with an idea to work an area, and I've told this story before. He ended up landing a tremendous amount of homes. I forget the number. I have to go back and look at my notes. It was like 40 to 60 homes in six blocks. When, he, when you would drive through, you'd see our yard signs everywhere. Now, let me ask you this. Someone drives through to visit their friend, and they see 20 yard signs of the same company, and then I happen to show up. Is that going to help me? You bet. You bet it will. So we are all a team. So that's all I have for you today. Um, now, I want to wrap it up with this. Drive competition. Here's a quick recap, okay? Competition. Compete with yourself, okay? So for me, I've had fitness goals. I was 30 pounds heavier. I got into mountain biking. I love the sport. Um, fantastic fitness. And I would just set goals for myself. And when I was getting going, goals against people who were really accomplished and really fit meant nothing. I, I, I thought it was a failure, right? But to me, it was a big win going from here to here. So compete with yourself. Set those benchmarks against each other. No matter what, make sure it's friendly and hold yourself accountable week by week. Next, collaborate, work together. When you are split between tough choices and being stretched too thin, which will happen, it's not if. If you are successful in this business, you're either watching this video saying, yep, been there, or you're watching this video and saying, well, I know I'm going to be there soon because this is my year. It will happen. So collaborate, work together, handshake deals, help each other out, or figure out some sort of monetary thing, commission splits. All right. 
Last thing, in my battle pack, if you have it already, pop into the income and goal setting thing uh, folder. If you didn't do it already, complete the income goal plan. From that, you'll write your number down. I'll give you a quick snapshot of what's in there so you can use this. And if you haven't grabbed a copy, you're welcome to grab one. There's a link in my email signature. You'll get instant access to it right after checkout. So fill up that goal plan. And I'm just going to use rough numbers here because I suck at math. I told you that. That's why I avoided a calculator. 100K for the year. If you're selling in eight months, right? I'd skip a step. Average commission for this, I'm just using 2,000. Okay. So from that, 100K in the year, 2,000 average sale. That's 50 sales total. Great. Now it's how do I do it? When do I do it? If you have an eight month season, now I need my damn calculator. I can't do this math off the top of my head. Let's say you have eight months to sell. We know there's ramp up and ramp down time. Actually, not a whole lot of downtime, but 50 divided by eight. Oops, eight. That's six and a quarter. I'm going to round it up to seven. Okay. That's seven per month with eight month season. Okay. Then we know from here, how do we get back? How do we reverse engineer the month per week? Four weeks. Okay. I'm rounding up. So it's two sales per week. Easy to check in. There's more to it. Now you got to figure out how to do that. That's in there. Okay. That's in the pack. How many touches is it going to take? How many direct mail? How many appointments do I need to set? Reverse engineer it. 10 appointments, 50% close rate. Excuse me. A 50% close rate from appointment to close. You can reverse engineer and you get in front of four appointments. So you got, and again, that, that bottom number, the appointment, that's all you got to focus on. So once you do this, four appointments per week, that's your number. Right. That's what all your marketing efforts is to get those four appointments, which if you actually break these numbers down, is kind of funny, isn't it? It's like that's it Four appointments to make one hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's laughable. It's doable. I got an email from a guy. He says, Adam, I'm 56 years old. Am I too old for this? I said, hell no. Can you get up on a roof? Can you climb a ladder? Yes. Do it. All right. So um, fill out that sheet that's in the battle pack. This will help you create your plan and give you something tangible to hand to your partner your accountability partner. And again, it can be someone in your own family, friend, best friend, can be in the company, a salesperson, doesn't matter. Owners, managers, collect this. I do this immediately when I hire people. I want them to build what they want because it's not always this number. Might be 75,000, might be 150, you don't know. But that way you're held accountable to your own stuff. All right, once you have that, have those weekly check-ins and stay on the gas. Guys, thanks for sticking around. This was a longer one today. Um, I appreciate everyone being here. Uh, there's a link to the battle pack in the description. There's a link to the Roof Strategist Insiders, which is an email list of mine. I do get notifications live. There's information about this video that was in that email to help prime you to watch this video. Um, it's free. You'll get a copy of my ebook. Um, and if you're thinking about the battle pack, there's a, a, a quick one-time um, coupon that I have set up in there right now. So uh, you can save a little bit of money by, by doing that um, to help out during these times. Uh, last thing, check out the podcast. Um, it is on, as I said, Stitcher. Spotify and iTunes and probably other places. You put the thing in and it just goes to the whole world. So you'll see that stuff. You can listen to your truck, share it with friends. Guys, if you like the video, I just saw two thumbs up come in the video. Appreciate that a ton. Uh, give it a thumbs up if you like this content. Um, it's a real, it's a, it's a good compass for me to say, hey, this is the, this is what people want to hear. And ultimately, this is about you. I want to I want to create information and content and plans and strategies that are going to be helpful to you uh, where you're at right now in your roofing sales journey, whether it's independent sales or growing a company, or thinking of starting your own company, you're in the right place. Uh, if you haven't done it, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell, and I will see you tomorrow for another episode of Lockdown Live. Things are looking up. It looks like we might be on the trend of starting to reopen our country state by state, county by county, and uh, we'll get back to it. And if you didn't catch it yet, watch. I did a, a, my live yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, a little late, 
pop in and check that one out. I show the three big things, three big challenges that we need to, that we're going to be facing in sales right now with all this. Um, because even as things return to normal, it's not going to be fully there. So we have to adapt and be ready. I'm going to wrap this up so I can grab some water. I'm getting a little raspy. Guys, thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, take it easy. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.